Welcome back to Life Coach 180 with yours truly, Ben Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Lopez. And we're now into Find Your Why Part 2. And so I'm glad you came back. Um, much of what's been driven within this course comes from Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son. And so it's powerful, powerful book if you can pick it up. So it's called Choose to Win. And uh, there was a podcast I was watching uh, with um, Ed Milet. And John Maxwell, that really, really blew my mind. And I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna provide those links as well, so you guys can really connect with them and and kind of soak in the knowledge that I was able to soak into. So, so with all that said, let's let's go for it. You guys ready? The first thing that stood out was John Maxwell. He talked about these transformational tables, and it's essential to finding your purpose to have a group of individuals that you're accountable to. So. Couple of things he talked about real quick. He talked about that there's several important questions you gotta ask. So three questions that must be answered to achieve success in relationships or any organization. And so keep in mind, in the quest of your pursuit of that success, that passion, that purpose, who are you surrounding yourself with? And depending on who you surround yourself with, you gotta ask these questions. Um, do you care for me or do they care for you? Can they help you in the pursuit of your purpose? It's a question that you can ask. Can I trust them? And so if you're heading the right direction, by all means, stay within that group. Stay within those transformational tables. But if you don't feel cared for and you don't feel that you can trust, then it's time to find a new group. Trust is built on vulnerability. Professional help will tell you what you need to know. But a friend will actually walk you through it. And that's what we really need. Finding professional help, it it is crucial. But it'll take you so far. But there's nothing more powerful to have somebody in step with you, walking one-on-one with you and guiding you. Change is easier in groups. So how do we get started? And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create a PDF file and if you click the link below, you'll be able to find this journal that you can use. And this is what I use on a daily basis to help me grow. See, either you plan for your day or your day is actually gonna have a plan for you. So you wonder why is it that my day goes so chaotic? The question is that you wake up early enough that you sit down, sip that coffee and say, you know what God, what is our plan together? And so what I want to do in hopes to finding your purpose is guide you and direct you on how to do that. So Life Coach 180 Journal, we developed this journal and this is for you and we want to bless you with it. So first of all, let's look at the scripture. It says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. So when I wake up every morning, the first thing I think about is, you know what? What am I grateful for? And so you can have a choice to wake up and say, Oh man, good morning, Lord. I'm ready to go. Oh God, it's morning. You choose. Now, when my mind shifts to the negative, the first thing I say to myself is, God, what can I be grateful for today? So you'll notice I start to list things. I start to focus actually on three things that I can be grateful for. Now, the key is that you have to be unique. You have to make sure that every day you're not repeating something new. You're finding something that you can be grateful for. 
Once I do that, I look at the scripture and I start to unpack it. And what I do is I, I use this concept that we developed called the traffic light. And I use green, yellow, and red to kind of break apart and unpack that scripture. And I'll, and I'll kind of model that for you. Once I do that, I start to read the scripture. Today I learned. So I'll go into a, a reading plan and I'll sit there and I'll marinate and I'll say, how does it apply to me? God, what is it that you want me to teach? And much of what I'm doing in Life Coach 180 are, are lessons that I'm learning from the Word of God that I'm giving back to you. Why? Because I need it. This is my purpose. This is my passion to give you um, hopes and dreams and to build a future. And that's what fuels me. Then I sit and think, what would be one prayer request above all the ones that I want to count today that I put before the Lord? Once I do that, I start to take note of myself and I start to reflect, how am I really feeling? And then what I do is I unpack these colors. I'll go from the red. What are some things that I know that could possibly get me upset? Or maybe what I'm going through in the moment. And I look at yellow. How can I process today? Am I making a list? Am I coming up with a game plan? And then I start to think about what is it that's going to bring me joy today? What am I going to have? Like, like right now, guys, I'll be honest with you, I am so excited and so pumped up to be able to deliver this to you, this content. It hasn't been easy. I mean, I'm working so hard to learn so many aspects of this so that I can deliver. But it's that passion that keeps me fueled. And then I think about what's, what, what do I want to accomplish today? So today, what, what am I going to do? And any time that you really want to be successful and find your purpose... Whatever you do in that day should align to what you want to accomplish. It should be aligned to your purpose. So that means that when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, whatever I'm listening to, is that fueling me, Lord, so that I can give back to the world? When I'm in my classroom teaching, and, and what I'm teaching, is it passionate to, in order to direct them towards a God that they might not even know that, that I'm serving? And those things that I look around, how can I be kind? How can I be compassionate? How can I be patient? But that's something that I have to put on. So take this journal. Like I said, I'll have it in the PDF file. You can download it. And I'm soon we're about to publish it, uh, but, but super excited. I, I just want this to be in your hands now. We talked about unpacking. Remember the traffic light, Romans 15, 3. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when I look at that, I think to myself as I'm unpacking, I'm thinking, God, where do you want me to go green? What is it that you want for me today? So it says, may the God of hope fill you, fill me with joy and peace. Isn't that what we want? So how does it happen? As you trust in him and there's a process you have to trust. You, you, can't, you can't run from the fact that you have to say, Lord, I surrender it all to you. But by surrendering it all, guess what happens? You overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to go it alone. Now the red, you might not find in there, but the red, you can actually not flip and you can bring it out. So here's what I put down. Lack of trust brings chaos, anxious and depression. So these are some purpose blockers. How you think about the past, present, or future how do you is going to really determine you. Are you ungrateful? That ungratefulness will block your purpose. Unforgiveness for self and others will also block your purpose. 
an ability to learn from the past will block your purpose. And so what we're going to do is we're going to actually take those and unfold those and unpack them. So purpose blockers, let's go for it. Okay, so this is actually a link that I'm placing in there. So when you go into the lesson or the course load, you'll be able to click that link and and uh, and kind of see how this purpose was kind of blocked. So it's actually a funny one to check out. It's just there's all this pressure, you know, and sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless and I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever going to stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop would... trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just... Sometimes it's like... There's this achy... I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. So... What is your nail? After watching the video, think about it. What is your nail? So I want you to kind of, kind of take a pause for a moment and really think about what are some things that hold you back? How you think about the past, present, or future. Are you a victim or are you a victor? Make friends with your past. Look at the negative events through a different lens. You have a choice to do that. It can be something that helps you grow, or by looking at it in a negative way can stifle you. Forgive yourself and others. Who's free? That means that if you are a prison guard and there's somebody you're holding hostage, you'll always be a prisoner alongside them. But you have the choice to walk away and say, you know what, here are the keys. I'm no longer gonna watch over you. You're free to live your life, but I'm also free to live my life. So what can you learn? Ask yourself when you're going through this, what can you learn? How can the experience make you better? How can you use this to help someone else? Your past has brought you this far and you're still standing. And so take that time to journal, take that time to reflect because when you understand your past and your present, it actually gonna begin to, to, to set you forth to what your future is. Reframe the past and make it positive. You can either look at an image, right, where you see a little cloud coming and see all the beauty of the sunshine and say, you know what? I notice, I notice the clouds are on their way. Or you could say, you know what? Let me make it a great day by the sunshine that's already been provided. Isaiah 30, 2021 says, And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet the teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. And when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, I want you to really look at that. Here's the process. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, there's challenges and afflictions that will happen, but we have a choice. 
This is the way. It's okay to walk in it. Adversity, guess what, is going to make you stronger. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, know that he will be with you. The next thing is to be grateful. This will set you forth to your purpose. Learn to be grateful for what you have. Focusing on what you don't have is actually a distractor. When you wake up, focus on the gratefulness and what you do have. Because all those things that you don't have, guess what? Those are just distractors. There's always going to be somebody who's going to have more than you. And there's always going to be somebody who's going to have less than you. But live in contentment of what you currently have. Gratefulness overrides negative thoughts and allows you to feel good. So be grateful. Gratefulness creates momentum. It, it actually pushes you. It, it, it gives that momentum where it allows you to flow freely without any hindrance. And journal three things in the morning. We talked about that. Really take that time. I challenge you every single day. Start your day off with, what am I grateful for, God? I'm, I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for breath. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Again, what's the process that we highlight in yellow? It's to rejoice, to pray without ceasing. Doesn't mean you're praying 24 hours, but it means that you're creating what I call office time. You're setting moments in your day to say, You know, Lord, I'm thankful, and I'm here in your presence. I need your help. I need you to get me through. You're being thankful. God, thank you that you're working things out. So what does it take you? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is his will. The next thing that sets you forth to your purpose is forgive yourself and others. Be willing to forgive yourself. That is the hardest thing we can do. We, we tend to put ourselves down. Release you. What it does is that it releases you from control of the person and even your own negative thoughts. You can still forgive and not forget. Forgiving doesn't mean the person who hurt you isn't guilt-free. But in God's court, they'll meet their justice. You're now free to walk your way. And I know we talk about forgiving others, and I understand that. But the point is that you don't have to forget, nor does God forget. But walk in the freedom of, of forgetfulness to say, God, you know what? You're handling that situation, but I don't want to go through that again. Forgiveness means you place a shovel in their hands. Let them dig their own grave, but don't waste time digging it for them. Too many people waste their time saying, you know what, I'm going to dig your grave and I'm going to make sure that you suffer. You know what? Nah. Guess what? By me doing right is going to create more suffering in you because all I'm doing is reaping or actually placing hot coals of fire upon your head by showing love, by showing patience with what actually is energy that those you love should be receiving. Forgiveness gives you the freedom to reap all of God's amazing benefits. And that's where we want to be when finding purpose. Forgiving releases the weight of your shoulders. It's time that you let it all go and trust the Lord. So let's look at Colossians 3.13. It says, Bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has complained against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you so here's the process bearing with one another you have to be patient enough to say you know what it's okay i'm willing to bear it forgive not complaining why because the lord forgave you so learn from your past journal out your feelings 
So let's do this. Create a list of what you have learned from the situation. How will you make it better? So think about it. How will it make you better for the future? Recognize we have a choice to turn even the most negative situation into a positive one. Create a new neuron track of happiness. I look at it this way as a DJ, right? You have that favorite song that you play over and over and over again, but it gets scratched. The problem is if you're not careful, guess what happens? You can stay in that same place stuck. You have to make the choice to pick up the needle and actually move it to the next track. The way you think of the past will determine your future. Really, that perspective means everything. Deuteronomy 4.9 Only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and they, do not, excuse me, they don't depart from your heart all the days of your life, but makes them known to your sons and your grandsons. So let's process this one. Yellow. Only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligent. Be diligent in how you search and you quest for that purpose. Right? Get better. Better yourself for you. Why? So that you don't forget the things that your eyes have seen. Don't forget the great things that God has shown you about you and the plans he has for you. Notice in red, do not depart your heart. All the days of your life. Don't allow them to depart. Don't, don't get distracted by the negativity. But do what? Make them known to your sons. This is where legacy comes and teach them. You know what? I might have gone through this, but I'm grateful for this because it's made me stronger. How many things have you gone through in your life that you can share with your kids and say, I don't want you to go through that pitfall? Be careful with purpose distractors. Maximize time to work on your strengths and what you do best. So take a pause here and I want you to check out that clip. It's hilarious. All right. And I want you to see what are some things that actually jump out of where he actually misses out on what his true purpose was. Yeah, I'm a church boy. Most of you already know that I'm a church kid and uh, grew up all my life in church. And when I start reflecting back on church, I realize lying I ain't gonna say it started in church. <laughs> but they promote lying. Yeah, in church, because see, I grew up in, in, in a household where my father, he was a pastor, so my dad, he would just call me on stage. He would just say something like, say, Mark, uh, come up here and pray. I'd be like, hey, cud, that's what they pay you for. Uh, I mean, why you, you know, why you got me praying, you know what I'm saying? Or my dad, he would say, hey, Mark, the organist ain't here. Get on the organ. I'd be like, I don't know how to play. Get on the organ. He think the spirit going to show up. Just. Hey, you don't work like that, cuz. Right? But my father would always tell me stuff like, say, oh, Mark, come sing your daddy a song. My dad was big on that. Man, come sing me a song. So from elementary, middle school, high school, I would sing every time my dad would call me up to sing. Now listen, nobody in that church ever told me, you can't sing. Liars. Nobody never said, this ain't your ministry. 
because ain't your gift. So I'm singing. Now, mind you, because folk never told me I couldn't sing, imagine my ego. Imagine how cocky I was when I got on that mic. Well, I graduated and went to college. When I got to college, I started hanging around with people who don't go to church. Translation, people who tell the truth. Pretty funny, right? Let's go ahead and unpack this one. So imagine he put all his energy into being a singer. And uh, he called the congregation, the church liars, right? As far as trying to not really uh, be honest with his gift. And sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we can pump somebody up that that's really not their gift. A lot of times what we need to do is, is be more reflective and guide people to what their true gift is and what their true energy is. Because it's, it's so sad that you reach the top and you realize, you know what, I've gotten to the top, but that wasn't my gift at all. And that's what I encourage you with that clip is to really focus on what do you do well? You know what you do well. So several things to look at. Number one, don't compare yourself with anybody else. You run your individual race. There's a saying that those that compare themselves in a race that look back or look to the sides, guess what? They tend to lose those races. So focus on the mark. The second thing I want you to truly understand is when you compare or look at your abilities is understand that, you know what? Don't want to be like everybody else. Don't desire somebody else's gift. Focus on your own abilities and the desires that God has planted in you and the desires that you have. Be honest with yourself. Because all it does in the long run is creates bitterness. So in closing, part two of this lesson, we really want to focus and engage that God has an incredible plan for your life. And so what we want to do is that we want to continue to develop and continue to craft who you are. And so, once again, you have to truly understand that you're loved, that you have a gift that can transform the world, that you are amazing, and that you're loved. God bless. Remember, make it a great day.